Heavenly Father, we need you today more than yesterday. Speak to us, Lord, for we are hungry and desperate for the living word. I pray as you transition now to the message, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who will be listening here today, Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O God. For you, O Lord, are our true judge, and you are our king, and you are our creator. Lord, may we see you today with reverence and with fear and trembling, knowing that, God, that you love us, and that, God, you are a jealous God who loves his own children. So, God, we turn to you with thanksgiving. We give you all and everything before your throne, O God. We choose today not to have any other idols or any other worship in our lives. You are our true worship, and you are our king. You are the first, the middle, and the last. We give you all the glory and all the honor. I pray, God, you would take all the honor and all the glory in this service. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Let's turn to our neighbor and say, Real Friends. The title of today's message is called Real Friends. And let me begin with our main passage here found in chapter 4 of the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Amen and amen. The author here named Solomon, here he is speaking on ancient truth that has always been true since the beginning of time. That we humans were built, we've been created for a fellowship, for a relationship, for a friendship with the Lord and to and with one another. We are created to be in a community, not to be a lone wolf. There is no real growth in friendship unless it is, number one, woven. Let's go back to that part one more time. There is no real growth in friendship Unless it is. In other words, real growth in friendship is not possible unless it is, number one, woven in Christ and to each other. If not, the growth is stalemate. It is a deadlock. It will not flourish and it will not grow. Only when it is in Christ and to each other, when pulled under tension and under pressure, letter A, it will compress, letter B, it will tighten, and letter C, it will be 
reinforced. Being a lone wolf is not the answer. Being by yourself, and I've had many friends growing up, childhood friends, etc., etc. And one thing that I noticed over all the years in my relationship with my friends is that unless we walk together in Christ together, we walk our separate ways. We go our own separate ways. And God bless to all my old friends and my chingus. I love you and I think about you. And it makes me sad that we are not walking together because a lot of them are friends that I made over the years at church growing up, in youth group, in middle school, just going through everything together. But what happens is if we don't walk together in the Lord with Christ and in Christ, we go and we walk our separate ways. Meaning when things go south, when things become difficult, there are two types of crews, just like the movie Heat. The first crew is it loosens, it breaks, it tears. Or the second crew is it compresses, it tightens, and it becomes reinforced. It reinforces. It's like tying your gym shorts tightly. They just do one time and they do it really tightly. Sometimes you do that with your friends or you do that with their shoes. And once that happens, there's no going back. You have to either cut the string, even in garbage bags, right? When we tie it once and you do it tightly, you have to either rip the bag or cut the handle. In the same manner, we are woven to Christ and we are woven to our community. Or else we become easily untied. But we need to tie it once and pull hard because when those three strings come together, on its own, it's very weak. But when you weave together the strings, as the scripture tells us, two can lie down and they will keep each other warm. Two can defend themselves. And it says in the last line, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. This is not talking about three strings on its own. It's a cord. It's woven together. You tie it together. You braid it together. And it becomes strong. Strength in numbers. There is no going back. You cannot undo it. Like I said, the only way is to rip the handle, rip the bag, or cut the handle. Just like a child needs the mother and the father in his and her life, the strength and the unity of the relationship applies only when we are woven together, not separated from each other. And God modeled it through the Trinity. The Trinity. It says here in John 1, chapter 1 through 4, the heading says, the word became flesh. And it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all men. Meaning from the beginning in Genesis, Christ was there, the Trinity. Holy Spirit was there, the Trinity. 
It says in Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Christ did not do his work and his bidding here on earth by himself. He did it with the Trinity, being united with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. In one, he did the work that God called him to do. And he also lived his life beside his fellow brothers, the 12 disciples. He did not do his ministry by himself. And even among the 12 he had the three that he loved dearly, that he had a close relationship with. But before I go ahead and speak about that passage, let me give you one more passage on the Trinity. In John 15, verse 26, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, Jesus speaking here, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Just take a look at Jesus' closest disciples, the three. Do you know who they are? Peter and the sons of Zebedee. Do you know who they are? It's who? Peter and then the two sons of Zebedee is what? Peter, remember the musical? John and James. James. John and James. Okay, good. Let's look at Matthew 26, 36 to 38. Gethsemane, the heading says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. This reinforces the truth of what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. In verse 12, a core of three strands is not quickly broken. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. But if you have three, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The Messiah, the King, the Lord, he depended on his fellow brothers, Peter, the two sons of Zebedee, at the Garden of Gethsemane. And we all know what the Gethsemane meant. That was right before the crucifixion. That was right before the betrayal of Judas the kiss of betrayal from Judas. So again, point one, there is no real growth in friendship unless it is woven. Woven in what? Number one, in Christ and to each other, to the community. Point number two, there is no real growth in friendship unless it is invested. Invested. Invest it. Anyone can place a bid. Anyone can have a kid. But not everyone will pay out that bid. Not everyone can be a real dad. Just like anyone can have the intent and the desire to follow the Lord. 
versus a person who is truly invested in the Lord, who is invested in that relationship with you as a brother and as a sister. It takes action. Ing. It's a continuous thing. It's not just a one-time thing. It's invest. Ing. It's sacrifice. Ing. It's a continuous thing. To flourish a strong relationship, you have to continue it day in and day out. You need to ask yourself this question. Letter A, am I available? Letter B, am I present? Letter C, am I reliable? Letter D, am I steady? Let me say it one more time. Letter A, am I available? Letter B, am I present? Letter C, am I reliable? Letter D, am I steady? When I say steady, I'm talking about is my walk with the Lord consistent and steady over the years? Or am I all over the place? One day I love God and the other day I love Buddha. One day I love you, Lord, and the next day I love the world. One day, Lord, you are my priority and the next day the world and my dreams is my priority. Are you steady and consistent? In your walk with the Lord. Am I available? Am I present? Am I reliable? Am I steady? And this applies to point number one as well. Same thing. It has to be in Christ, to Christ, and with one another, to our fellow brothers and our sisters. Am I available to my brother? Am I present for my sister? Am I reliable for my community? Am I steady in my relationship with the Lord over the years? And lastly, point number three, trust it. Trust it. There is no real growth in friendship unless it is trusted. Trust is everything. You can have a good heart. But if your actions do not align with that good heart, then it is garbage because we live in a tangible world. Yes, God looks at the heart, but our action needs to be aligned with that heart. Just like we cannot have good action with a bad heart, or else you're just pretending. You're just trying to look good. But the key is you need to align your heart and your action together, put it together, braid it together so that it's in line. It's a reflection of the image of what we see with the landscape, with the mountain. Is the same reflection, the same character, same thing. Are we giving off more just to pretend and to trick people, to look good in front of people? Are we truly transformed? Is it a reflection of who we are within? Therefore, letter A, pursue Christ's love. B, carry Christ's heart. C, keep Christ's mind. Again, letter A, pursue Christ's love. B, carry Christ's heart. C, keep Christ's mind. Let me quickly just talk about the mind of Christ. 
what the Bible teaches us about having the mind, what it means to have the mind of Christ. Our first passage here is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 16. Pay attention to before 16. So specifically from verse 10 to 15. It says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct them? But we have the mind of Christ. To have the mind of Christ means to know what the Spirit of the Lord is teaching us here today. Is the Spirit of the Lord speaking to you? Or is the devil speaking to you? Who are we following? Who is in control of our mind here today? Is it your own thoughts, your own emotions? Is it the devil using your mind as a playground? Or does the Holy Spirit reside in your mind? For all begins in the mind, the battle of the mind. The only way we win the battle of the mind is we allow the Holy Spirit to come into our mind. And ask the Holy Spirit to transform us and to reveal the deep things of God, the revelation of God, to understand the spiritual realities taught with spiritual taught words. Next passage on the mind is found in Philippians chapter 2 that we should all be familiar with because I've won over this many times in the past. Specifically, verse 5 to 8. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. What is that same mindset? It's talking about humility. It's about laying down your life for your fellow brothers and sisters. Because that's what Christ did for us. He laid down his life for our life, for our lives, for you and for me. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, meaning he is God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And many humans, as human beings, we mimic this humility. When the Queen Elizabeth died, as of recent, 
when she passed away, there's been some celebrities they didn't use their fame to their advantage to cut the line. There are certain individuals like Beckham, the soccer player, football player, according to Yoon. Right, that's the right way to say it. He didn't use his fame to go ahead and to cut the line to see the queen. But he waited humbly like the normal lads. And what Christ did, there's no greater act of humility than the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Jesus coming on this earth as an infant, as a human being in human likeness, as a man, being obedient to death, death on a cross, there is no greater act of humility. So when we keep Christ as our center, and as our first, in turn, our fruit, it will be filled with a pure heart, a noble heart, and a humble heart, the mind of Christ. Again, letter A, pursue Christ's love. B, carry Christ's heart. C, keep Christ's mind. And what happens when we do these things, when we pursue these things? Let's all turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26. And can we all read together? And count of three. Ready? One, two, three. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Amen. And amen. And amen. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control, patience, meaning forbearance. Going back to the title, Real Friends. I wish before the Lord that we will be a real church and that we will have real friends and real fellowship, not pretending when we come to church. Because to find real friends is very difficult. It is a rare thing to find. And it is a rare thing to have. Real friends. Do we have real friends? Ask yourself this question. Am I a real friend? Am I a real friend to God? He calls us his friends. He calls us his disciples. And I'm closing with this. I'm not interested in going through the motions. You need to check yourself. You need to check your heart right now. Is it real before the Lord? Forget about what others are doing. Forget about, are they being a real friend to me? The question is, are you? Are you a real friend? Am I a real friend? 
before the Lord and to his people. Going back to the point, am I available? Am I present? Am I reliable? Am I steady in my walk with the Lord? If you're not, there is no hope for us. You are not worth investing. The Lord, he says, he will spit you out out of his mouth. For you are lukewarm and he has no need for you. He doesn't want lukewarmness. He wants you to be hot and he wants you to be cold. And you think that I'm speaking this to you from a place of judgment, place from where I am standing taller than you. This is something that I struggle and wrestle with before the Lord every single day with fear and trembling. Am I available? Am I present? Am I reliable? And am I steady? You need to ask yourself, Am I woven in Christ? And I, am I woven to my friends, to each other in Christ? Because when you're pulled under tension, and let's say you are one of the strings where you are on your own, and you're not aligned together, and you're not braided together, what happens to that string? It will easily break. What you need to do is you need to reinforce yourself with the relationship that is in your life, the good relationship. Obviously, it's not good to do, you don't tie a metal with a string. It has to be of the same faith so that it can tighten together. Because if it's not, let's say you have a metal rod, like a metal string, Sometimes you see it on the outside. It ties metals together. Let's say you have that, and then you are a string, a cotton string, and you tie yourself with that metal, meaning someone who is not a believer, who is not of the same faith, who do not share the same faith in your walk with the Lord. What happens when you pull on it? You will rip. You will not mold together. Like the point, it will not compress, it will not tighten, it will not be reinforced. It will in fact get ripped, and you will never be the same, and there is no turning back. That's why the scripture says, don't be yoked with unbelievers. But so many of us, we are yoked with unbelievers. Right now, our relationships with each other is broken, especially in our church I want to encourage you today. There are two types of crews. One, it loosens, it breaks, it will tear, or it will compress, it will tighten, and it will be reinforced. Where do we stand as a church? This is a serious question that we need to ask ourselves right now, moving forward to the end of 2022. We all need to come together and put in the work and remember the Trinity. Remember Peter 
and the two sons of Zebedee. We need to be woven together. But most importantly, we need to be woven in Christ. Are you truly investing in that relationship? Are you invested? Or do you just place a bid with a fake account and just delete that account or pretending to be courageous, pretending to have all this, to have character, to be good, to look good. Like I said, anyone can have a kid, but not everyone can be a father, a dad, a true father figure. Like a child needs the mother and the father, especially in this society. We need to turn to the Lord. And we need to turn to the Lord and be woven together, invested together in Christ and with each other. Amen. Rather than singular, we're going to make it plural. And we're going to say God's amazing grace is the only thing we need. Every breath we take, we know, belongs to him. Even when there is no peace and comfort from the world, Jesus, he is everything we need. And as you sing this together, can we come together with a heart that is united in Christ and worship him and rely and depend upon his amazing grace. Can we all sing together, God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace is the only thing we need. Every breath we take, we know belongs to Him. Even when there's no peace and comfort from the world, Jesus, He is everything.
Let's all stand to our feet together. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for reminding us what it means to be a real friend and to be a real church. The year created us for a fellowship, for a relationship, and for a friendship. So God, we turn to you with humility, asking God that you would knot us together for two are better than one and a cord of three strand is not quickly broken may we not be an individual that is found and left alone and that desires to always be alone to walk this life alone like a lone wolf some of us we've been hurt by the church by the community and have used that as an excuse to turn away from community, from the church. I pray, God, for those who are listening right now, for those who have been hurt and have run away from church. I pray, God, that you would first and foremost bring clarity and restoration in the local churches in this region. Lord, so many churches have gone in the wrong direction have fallen on the path of all the wrong churches that's found in the book of Revelation. But may we, like Smyrna Church, may we, like the Philadelphia Church, though we may be small, may we endure and fight this good fight and continue on in investing and loving one another. Lord, forgive us for being lukewarm and being cold in our ways before you, Lord. Lord, may we be hot before you, God. May we be desperate for you and learn to hold onto the good things of the Lord. And what are the good things? It is being woven together in Christ and it's being woven together in our community in Christ. We need you today more than yesterday. May we remember the meeting that we had last week. May we remember why we are here for such a time as this. If we're not able to serve you wholeheartedly, everything else is broken. Only when we place the kingdom of God first in our lives, then we are able to do the good things, the good works that you have called us to do. When we have our priorities straight, and may we turn to you with humility and with thanksgiving. Lord, may we have a close and an intimate relationship just as Jesus had with Peter, with John, and James. May we truly be woven together that is found in the banner of the truth, the truth of the gospel, the relationship that is found in Christ. There is no greater relationship in this world than the fellow Christian believers, brothers and sisters we have in this life. For we are of the same faith, of the same family, and we all share the same blood. And that blood is not an earthly blood of AB, AB, positive, negative. Some of us see like then, but Lord, we share the blood of Jesus Christ.
the blood that runs in our veins, in our spiritual veins. May we be indebted to you, but not out of obligation, not out of persuasion, but out of the choice that we make from the heart in faith. We choose today to follow you wholeheartedly. We thank you. We love you. We choose you today out of the will of our heart. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. Your precious son, just cross me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Let's all turn to our last song, The Path of Life in Jesus. Let's plural this up, all right? Let's do we. together may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you and may the Lord turn his face towards you and provide you peace and now may the unending pursuit and may the unending grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ the gentle counsel and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit guide you and keep you and protect you forevermore. And as God's people, we pray. Amen and amen.